This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. Back for another edition of In the Huddle, Carl Dukes. Put him up along with my man, Brian Baldinger, looking tan and fabulous as always. And guys, we are just a few weeks away from the start of training camps. I mean, look at my hand right now. It's shaking. I'm nervous. I can't can't hold back. You and millions of others, Carl. You and millions of others right now. (laughs) I can't hold back the excitement, Baldy. So uh, we've got a lot to talk about. We've been going around division to division. We're going to talk about the NFC North. I think it's one of the most intriguing divisions in football this year. We'll get into the Bears and the Lions and the Vikings and all of that. But before we get into that, Baldy, you've been pretty busy here the last few weeks. Let's tell our listeners and viewers uh, where you've been and what's been going on, because I think uh, one of the things that you participate in every year is really cool with the masterminds. Well, this OL masterminds right here, you know, on a walking billboard, but it's really the sixth year, Duke Mannyweather, who has got a training facility up in Frisco, Texas, right there at the Star, where the Cowboys are at, right across right across the street from them. But um, it, it, Duke trains a lot of the best linemen in the league. I went down on Thursday and I watched, you know, everybody from Iki Aquanu to, mm. uh, you know, Teron Armstead uh, to Dan Moore, you know, I mean, you know, Evan Neal. You know, then then the guards, you know, whether it was Cesar Ruiz and the centers and Tyler Biotish. So I saw I saw them all training down there. And then we, we, we started this thing on six years ago, this OL Masterminds. And really what it is, it's just a think tank. And it's, you know, we I believe that you're only any team, high school, college, you know, you want to walk in your backyard, University of Georgia there, Carl, you know, NFL teams. Like the backbone of every team is the offensive line. And if it isn't together – if those five starters, if those 10 guys aren't united every day, going to lunch, walking out to practice in the film room late, if they're not like this, your team's not, they're not winning. They're not winning. They're not doing what Kansas City did this year. They're not doing what Philadelphia did. They're not doing it. It's not going to happen. I don't care who those guys are on the outside or who's running the ball, or who your quarterback is. It's just, 
And so we, we believe that the fraternity and the, the brotherhood that is the offense line is the most important part of a team. And we, we get together for two days, Carl, and we just talk breakout sessions for techniques, uh, you know, breakout sessions, we film sessions for, you know, how to handle edge rushers, you know, inside power rushers, like the best way to, you know, slide protection versus man. Just we really get inside the game. And, you know, we, we have a, we always have a legends group that come in, like Bruce Matthews was there. Wow. Steve Hutchinson was there. Okay. You know, um, so every year we have those guys come in and kind of talk everything from training to taking care of your body, longevity. But here's the cool part, Carl. The cool part is the NFL players come. I mean, Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith from the Chiefs are inseparable. They sit next to each other. They walk in together. Like breakout sessions, they're together. Um, but, oh, and, you know, Andrew Whitworth was there, and he was really, really good. But what's really cool is all the college kids that are coming. South Carolina, Clemson, Duke, mm. Oregon, you know, TCU. Like, there's clusters, over 100 guys, college players. And I can remember when Creed Humphrey was at Oklahoma. He was coming down when he was a sophomore, driving down from Norman, Oklahoma to Dallas. And he was coming to this thing. And he, like, he's a believer. But what's cool now is Creed, who just finished his second year, has got the ring. Like, now he's sharing his knowledge with, you know, 18, 19 year old college kids. And so that's really the brotherhood is sharing information, kind of bonding through the, the game of football and the intricacies of football. And so it was really, you know, it's, it, this I think was the best year. Lane Johnson kind of was one of the founders of it. Lane was there. Uh, he really believes in it. He, he really fosters it. And so <laughs> I've been a part of it now for five to six years. I gave a little talk at the beginning, and then I do a lot of film work on some techniques and stuff. So it, it's really, it's, uh, you know, I know Von Miller does a pass rush camp and George yeah. doing a tight end thing, but yeah. that's kind of where it's going. And, and one of the reasons, just to wrap this up, Carl, one of the reasons why these type of things are really growing is we all understand the limitations that teams, players have as far as practice time. I mean, back in the day, we, we, we padded up. You know, at 8.30 every morning, at 2.30 every afternoon, we went for three hours. And we got a chance to thump and hit and work on all those techniques. Well, they just don't get that luxury anymore. And that's fine. Safety of the game is most important. But we've got to find other ways to get the techniques down, to, to build your toolbox, to build your confidence, to develop. And so there's Evan Neal in his second year. Like, he doesn't need to be there on July 9th. But there's Evan Neal from the Giants there. You know, like it's important to these guys. And so talking, you know, seeing Evan Neal, talk to Lane Johnson, talk to, you know, Andrew Whitworth, you know, real guys that did it a long time. Like it's 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 cool to watch. Um, and it could be everything from footworth to sets to hands. Like it, the game's evolving. And so talking about it and walkthroughs, like Andrew Whitworth said something really eye-opening to me because he came from a generation in Cincinnati. You know, he played 20 years. But when he started Cincinnati – it was full-on two-a-days. That's what he remembers as, you know, coming into the league out of LSU. And at the end, it was just Sean McVay really believed in a lot of walkthroughs. Mm. They, they walked through a lot of stuff. But Andrew Whitworth said this, and I want to share it with all of our audience. He never, ever lost in a walkthrough. He treated walkthroughs. If, you know, if uh, Leonard Floyd was opposite him in a walkthrough, it's Leonard live. Floyd would have beaten him. Yeah. So it used to bother him 
when guys would come out to walkthroughs, their shoes weren't tied, you know, Aaron Donald's going around them, you know, and like the play's over. He said he never lost a walkthrough. And so really it's, it's your concentration, it's your effort, it's your mentality to the game and to each part of the game that's going to help you become and maintain yourself as a great player. The uh, Von Miller Pass Rush Summit, which has become a thing as well, and, and I've had a chance to, to check it out. And I'm fascinated, Baldy, just as somebody, you know, because for me, um, we're, we're, uh, it's, it's the people I know, but it's also I'm in the background, right? I'm just kind of observing. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things you talk about, the hands thing, and, and I know offensive linemen do this too, but there was like a session where all it looked like kung fu, you know, all they're doing is working hands and, and moving. And, and you don't realize, I think, fans, when you watch the game, especially in the interior, because we're not paying attention to that, how much of this stuff is going on with leverage and hands yeah. and how big it is now compared to, you know, again, back in the day, I just needed to get in your way and I was going to hit you with a shoulder or, you know, I was going to hit you with a forearm. Now it's all this, and and it was fascinating for me a couple of years ago when I went to uh, to see all these great pass rushers, and then you said it, they're sharing secrets, which yeah. is not the norm. These guys are like, how do you do this? What's your get off here? How do you come off the edge? And I'm like, this is what's fascinating is all this information being shared, just like with the O-line. Well, it really, you know, what Vaughn's talking about, it's hand-to-hand combat, and whoever wins the hand games, uh, and it's all changing. We used to be two-hand punchers, and that was thing. And now, yep. you know, Lane Johnson, he has his hands down at his knees until it's, it's the, the point of the play where he's got Micah Parsons, you know, now the game is on. Like, he's built his house. He's in position. All right, now we got to finish the deal. But it's all changing. And, you know, I, I saw Vaughn was sitting to talk to Max Crosby the other day. They sent me a little clip. And, <laughs> you know, it's cool, though. It's really it cool. Is. But you see, like – so, you know, and I want to just say this, Carl, because I know you know this, but I think some fans out there think the game is just watered down. It's not Butkus. It's not Reggie White. And it's not. But if the game is still really good. It's still one in the trenches. And the, the money is crazy. I get that. The game is still important. To, to Von Miller, Max Crosby, Lane Johnson, to these pro pros, the game's important. It's vital. And they want to help preserve it, grow it in a way, you know, that's uh, really good for the future of the game. And so when people say, ah, you know, they don't hit anymore, you know, whatever they say, I'm just telling you, like, first of all, go watch a game on the field. <laughs> close your eyes, just listen to the game and just hear it. Hear Roquan Smith go blow somebody up. You know, like it's the game is is still really good and it's still really physical and it's still trench warfare, you know, every single Sunday. Yeah, and Baldy, I totally agree, guys. It's in the huddle. Subscribe, like us. Uh, make sure that you don't miss an episode, especially as we gear up going towards camp. We're going to be dropping new episodes and getting ready for the upcoming season. And you can watch us on YouTube as well, guys, um, as well, in the huddle pod. The only thing I was going to say is the difference I try to tell people this is the intentional head hunting that once went on yeah. is no longer there. Yeah, the outside, intimidation. Yes, yeah. outside of that, yeah. everything else is still fair game. I yeah. mean, honestly. And, and and that's the part that I think people go, well, it's not the same. Take the head hunting out. 
and that's we we don't need that, okay? Yeah. But outside of that, I'm still in contact with the guy every play. I'm still fighting guys off. I'm still getting blocked as hard as I possibly can. I mean, I, there's nothing that's changed, and you're absolutely right. It, it's one of those things you say, close your eyes. It reminds me of NFL films, Baldy, where yeah. you hear all the, ah, ah, you know, inside. And, and that's yeah. all you hear because guys are grinding in there, man. I, I totally agree with you. You know, just to go back to the headhunting thing, like there's, you know, there were some guys that made their living, you know, sure. over the middle. I mean, just, they were just – so, you know, Pete Carroll, who's been a real proponent of playing the game the right way, he put out a rugby – tape years ago, even when there was a Legion of Boom was going on. And he always believed in taking the head out, leading with the shoulder, and like they do in rugby. And that tape went viral. A lot oh. of people use it as a, as a training tape. But there's there's a proper way to do it. Eyes up, head up, yes. lead with the shoulder. I teach a little thing weekly for the NFL on the right way to play the game. And you're right, Carl. I, I would say that you see very little of that. They've eliminated with targeting in college, it's it's necessary. We have to learn how to play the game differently. We do protect the quarterbacks. Look, Super Bowl Sunday was a lot of fun with Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes going at it. But if you took your backups and you had them on Super Bowl Sunday, it's just not a very compelling game. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Baldy, we got to talk about the NFC North and... Uh... Listen, let, let's start first with the, 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 the hype around the Lions, okay? They are positioned to win this division for the first time in years. You have talked about Ben Johnson for the last two years, okay? When nobody was talking about Ben Johnson, you were. Um, but this is a year where they have to prove it. This is a season where they're coming in as potentially a favorite, and even some people saying, you know, it might be overhyped. Now, let's put this in perspective before we get into the Lions. Green Bay loses their quarterback, obviously a legendary quarterback. Nobody thinks they're going to do anything. That's just human nature. Vikings won 11 one-score games last year. They're not doing that this year. And, and one of those games, Carl, they were down 31 nothing. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. That's right. And then the Bears, they're building. They traded that number one pick. Ryan Poles is the general manager. I think he's doing a good job of trying to, to, to figure this out. But they have their franchise quarterback in Justin Fields. What are they going to do to build around it? But let's talk about the Lions, and let's start there as we break down the NFC NFC North. All right, the draft. They drafted Jack Campbell. And, Boldy, I remember you and I talking about this, and we were like, okay, was that a reach? What's the deal? Listen, I get it. He was a playmaker at Iowa, but how does he jump into that defense and make them better? Because defensively, 
Um, the secondary, I think, is what got better. And that's what Coach said. Coach Campbell said the secondary because they went out and got Emmanuel Mosley and Cameron Sutton. But what about Jack Campbell jumping in? And how much better is this defense going to be? Well, they drafted Kirby Joseph last year. <clears throat> you know, they, they, he, he was a great free safety. I mean, really good. He intercepted Aaron Rodgers last year three times. Three of his four interceptions were Aaron Rodgers. And, oh, by the way, they did beat the Packers twice That's for right. the first time in, I don't know, maybe our lifetime. I mean, it's been a long time <laughs> since the Lions took down the Packers twice. But, um, you know, Aiden Hutchinson was a great pick. You know, he's just a tone setter. Like, they're building. Like they, They've got pieces right now, real pieces. And so I think, you know, Jack Campbell, they, they wanted that traditional big, long yeah. middle linebacker. He's just got a presence about him. Very active, moves really well. Going to be hard to throw the ball over the middle of the field with him in the middle. And um, the way that they are, are aggressive defensively, I think they have a chance to, to really improve. But I, I think the two corners they got, the safety they had, uh, you had Campbell with Aiden, you know, with James Houston, you know, a pick out of, you know, Jackson State, whatever. Like they, they've got a, they got a chance now to because they had to improve defensively, Carl. Mm -hmm. they, they weren't good. They wanted some shootout games because the offense was really good. Even the first, you know, game of the season, you know, they scored in the 30s against the Eagles. Well, they gave up in the 40s, you know, and so they they lost some shootout games. Um, and that they had to bring the score down. So, you know, you could talk about the running back, like Jamar Gibbs. Jamar Gibbs, you know, he was a Georgia Tech kid. You knew him from Georgia Tech. Mm -hmm. Goes to Alabama, you know, um, wanted to prove himself, you know, in, in the best conference. And he's the 12th pick in the draft, Carl. 12th pick, you know, for running back these days. Not very far after what Bijan went. And, you know, they, they allowed DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, some of these guys to walk. They, they want that speed coming out of the backfield. Baldy, one problem that the Lions have, guys, as we preview the NFC North, Jamison Williams suspended for the first six games. They drafted him. They waited on him to recover from the injury. He came back, and now they're waiting on him again. And I, listen, the kid is talented, but, you know, first six, season, first six games of the season for violating the league's gambling policy. How much does that hurt them offensively without having him on the field? Well, you can't replace speed. You know, his first game when he was active last year, his first catch was either a 42 or 48-yard touchdown. Like, he just – just gone. I mean, just gone. Like, you can't replace that speed. They've got Amon Ross St. Brown, caught 107 balls last year. Like, he's legit, number one. And they, they move him around like they do with Justin Jefferson and some of these chess pieces in the passing game. Ben Johnson, the offense coordinator, is very talented. And Amon Ross St. Brown is just – a He's an interesting man, but he is, he wants to be great. And he's got his goals set and, you know, he's, he's really clutch. He's a good player. Um, but I think it's going to hurt him. I, I, you know, it's just, speed just opens up so many things for anything, tight ends, running backs. You just have to respect it. I mean, corners start to play in a backpedal when he's out there. You know, he's in the four twos, Carl. He's legitimate. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't time at Alabama because you know, he tore his knee up and he couldn't time. But, like, he's a, he's a legit in the four twos. But but he also has body control. It's not just straight line speed. He's got, you know, he's, he's a special player. So 
they're gonna have to wait on him again. But you know, look, people lose great players. I mean, you just have to. I mean, if you're gonna be a team that it's got to contend, then you have to overcome that. And that's you know that's Dan that's Dan Campbell's job. Baldy projected win totals nine and a half for the Lions, which I think is a lot. Uh, but that is the over under. And then also, tell me about golf. Tell me what you think about Jared Golf. I, I think he's underrated. I really do. I, he throws a really good ball. He doesn't try to do things out of his ability, and you know he's not running around trying to do all this stuff. But a lot of people don't believe in Jared Goff. And remember, they drafted Hendon Hooker. So we're talking about the NFC North. I don't think we see Hooker anytime soon. But the point is, Goff, can he build on what he did last year and really take him to the next level? Oh, I think absolutely. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, his year, 2016, coming out of Cal, he's the first pick. Carson Wentz, the second pick. We see, we've tracked these number one, number two picks, Peyton Manning, Ryan Lee, for years. Yeah. And one, rarely do both of them pan out. Carson's looking for a job. Jared Goff's been in the Super Bowl, got his team, you know, in contention right now. When you watch Jared, two things, even coming out of Cal, one, he's very accurate with the ball. And number two, um, he's very tough. He's a pocket quarterback. He stays in there. He takes his lumps. Um, he gets rid of the ball. Like, he's smart and he's tough. Like, you can win a lot of games that. Now, does he have Matt Stafford's arm? No, he doesn't. Uh, not many people do. But, you know, and Sean McVay wanted somebody that was bigger, stronger, you know, yeah. more elite. Okay, so, yeah, that's that's fair to say. But I, th- I think you can win a lot of games with Jared Goff. You just can win a lot of games. He didn't make a lot of mistakes last year. Um, he, he, he's, he's available. He's rarely gotten hurt, if ever. Like, you know, he's just one of those guys, lines up every Sunday. Gave him 17 starts last year. Chance are he's probably going to do something very similar this year. Um, but he's available. He's a leader. He believes in the system. Look, Ben Johnson was offered a lot of money to be a head coach this year. He mm. didn't go. Like, he wants to see this thing through. Like, there's time to be a head coach. Ben Johnson stayed. And he one of the reasons why he stayed is he's got a quarterback to work with. And so – uh, and I think the players believe in him. Um, and I don't think they ever didn't believe in him in Los Angeles. You know, the coach, he decided that there was there was room for an upgrade. You yeah. know, and they, it, it worked out for him. But I think it's worked out for both teams. I do too. I think it was a good move for golf to, to get a new start. And now he's got potentially one of the most dangerous offenses around him in Detroit. Guys, they've done enough in the offseason to win this division. I don't know if they will. We're, we, I think they, they will have a good shot. Let's talk about the Bears, Baldy. It's uh, Carl Dukes, Brian Baldinger, guys, in the huddle. Subscribe, like us, and tell your friends uh, so you don't miss an episode as we gear up for the upcoming NFL season. Bears drafted two defensive tackles. So, obviously, up front, they needed help, right? They go get Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens, uh, two big DTs. They drafted the Darnell Wright, the, the big offensive tackle. Baldy, they were trying to upgrade the trenches. Do you think they did enough with what they tried to do? Well, if Darnell Wright, he was my favorite tackle coming out of the draft. He's 340 pounds. He's a mauler. He shut down every elite player. Um, When Tennessee played against, you know, Georgia or Alabama, he shut the guys down. Trayvon Walker, Will Anderson. He won the battles. I believe him. Now, he's going to play right tackle. Braxton Jones, rookie last year, going to play left tackle. Um, I think they're good enough inside. <clears throat> this, is really, um, this really comes down to Justin Fields. 
Like, I really feel like this has to be the year that he has to take a jump. I, I think they did a good job coaching him last year. Look, there were times early in the year last year on third and 10, they had Justin Fields hand the ball off. Yeah. They just they just wanted to build his confidence. They just wanted to, you know, they, they didn't want to have to put him in being hero ball playing. Like, they, they wanted to take that out of him. He's got that ability to do it. Like, the guy averaged over seven yards of carry last year. You know, like – he, he was a freak running the ball, but he, he's not going to make a living doing that, a good living, and he's not going to be there a long time unless he can consistently drop back, hit his fifth step, and make these throws and these reads. And so that's I'm waiting on that. We're all waiting on that because I think what's around him is pretty good. So this is where – and so what the quarterback's got to do, Carl, third downs they got to convert. Fourth quarters they got to bring the team down. You know, you got to put the ball in the end zone. You got to win these these close games. Like that's where they're at now. Because I think they can compete. Um, I'm still looking for a little better edge rush than what they have right now. Yeah. I think it's still a year away, but I think they should be highly competitive this year. And you know, winning three games isn't fun. Um, they were in a lot of games, but winning three games isn't fun. Monday stink. Like they've got to they got to make that jump to eight wins this year, Carl. Like and and if they do that, if and the only way they go from three to eight is if Justin Fields makes that same type of vertical leap, and he's capable of it. I, you see flashes. I I've chronicled a lot of some of the great throws and decision making, but there's a lot that isn't there yet, and so that's they're looking for that consistency from him. Well, he's got a number one wide receiver now. They made the trade with Carolina. They get DJ Moore. I think that's a huge upgrade for, for Justin in this offense. I do, too. Um, look, they, they traded for Chase Claypool last year from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was so happy when they made the deal. High second-round pick. You know, first second-round, you know, first pick yeah. in the second round. So, Chase Claypool's got to grow up. Like, I'm look, he's just – you know, you got you to make – you're in your third year. You have to decide. And I'm not here, to, you know, to crush Chase Claypool. But, you know, you're in your, going in your third year. You've been traded already. Um, you had 11 touchdowns your rookie year. Like, you've just done nothing really since. And he didn't do much in Chicago. Like, he's got to decide. Am I going to be a pure number two? You know, is this – this? am I going to be Musim Muhammad next to Steve Smith Sr. in Carolina back mm. in the day? Um, because I love that one-two punch that Carolina had. You know, they had their dog and Steve, and Musim Muhammad was just a solid pro. Like, and, and Chase Claypool's got size. Does he want to be a pro or does he want to be like going to the XFL in two years? You know what I mean? Like he that's where he's at. And that means he, there's got to be a real commitment, you know, to the game. I agree. He went on a podcast last year and was like, yeah, I'm top five receiver. And I was like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Um, so I'm with you. He's got a lot to prove. The other thing I do want to mention is uh, Robert Tanyan, tight end, was with the Packers. I think he's going to help their red zone offense. Now, he didn't catch, you know, I think he caught 17 touchdowns, Baldy, over the five seasons he was with the Packers. But I think it gives Justin another option down there. He can block. So it's just something to look at, guys, when you talk about where this team is going. And remember, they went and got Tremaine Edwards and TJ Edwards, both of those guys on the defensive side, two linebackers. So they're trying to upgrade that defense to give him some help. 
I think you're right, though. I think they're a year away. Projected over under, by the way, seven and a half wins over under. I think well, that's the offense coordinator. The offense coordinator came from Green Bay. Yep. Tanya two years ago had 11 touchdown catches. He was really valuable. They got Cole Komet there, who really came on last year. They yep. got a good one-two punch at tight end. I think it's really good. And sometimes, honestly, Kurt Warner told me this a long time ago. Like, I was with uh, the offensive line coach of one of the teams, and he coached with Sean Payton for a long time in New Orleans, this coach. And he told me that Sean Payton is maniacal about red zone offense. Like, it kills him to kick a field goal from the <laughs> eight-yard line. It kills him, Carl. Like, he doesn't – he spends more time watching red zone film than any other part of the game. And that's where tight ends come in. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes to have a Jimmy Graham, to have a Marcus Colston, sometimes size in that part of the field is just really important. And you just think about Gronk and Brady and, you know, just the combinations of big tight ends that really earn their pay in the red zone. And I just feel like, it's, it's something that doesn't get talked a lot about. But Kurt Warner told me, he goes, Baldy, you can design all the great red zone plays you want. You can know if they're in quarters or man. You can do all that. <laughs> but it's good to have Travis Kelsey from Mahomes. Yes. It's, and for Kurt, to be able to throw the ball to Larry Fitzgerald or Anquan Bolden, like just two dogs that are going to go get it and find them when they're being chased. Like finishing drives is so important to winning games. All right, Baldy, let's uh, let's talk about uh, the pack. We're uh, previewing, guys, the NFC North. Green Bay, it's all about Jordan Love, and uh, we know this, right? So I'm looking at the Packers, and I'm going, Lucas Van Ness. Now, when I was evaluating the draft, everybody I was talking to said, good player. I don't know if he was good enough to go where they drafted him, but they did. And so obviously they believe in him. Six and a half sacks, 11 tackles for loss when he was at Iowa. So that was their big pick. Seven and a half over under. And we know that they lost Cobb and Lazard and Tunyon. We just talked about all these guys. So what am I supposed to expect with the Packers if I'm a Packer fan going into this year trying to win another NFC North? So we have this thing at the NFL Network. It's called Back Together Saturday. And it's our big... It's our big day, all football, across the league. And they're sending me on Back Together Saturday to Green Bay. And when I got my assignment, I was really happy. We're, we're, we're going to be one of the anchors for this all-day football, like from 8.30 in the morning. We'll be out there. I, you know, they're going to have their practice at Lambeau. Um, so it's going to be – but I was excited because I've met Jordan Love. I've watched him scrimmage in practice. Um I knew his coach, Matt Wells, when he was at Utah State. I've talked to Matt about him. Like, it's his time. And so I'm excited to watch him. I'm excited to watch him with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and some of the young guys that got a chance to play last year. Yeah. Look at the year ago, second-year players. I don't know how much they have around him, to be honest with you. Like, they don't really have – sometimes you got to have that veteran guy in that wide receiver room. I don't know that they, they quite have that right now. Um, but I am anxious. I know Aaron Jones took a little haircut this year to stay. The guy's a stud. I mean, straight out of El Paso, 915 area code. The guy <laughs> had, he's scored 60 touchdowns, you know, in these last six years. Like, he's he's been a dog. 
Like, they're good. They're good at the running back position. They're good up front in the offense line. Um, I think defensively, look, Rashawn Gary's coming back. He got hurt last year. He, he'd really made a jump the year before as an edge rusher. They're probably not going to keep Preston Smith after this year. I don't want to say Preston's out the door. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you just go get – got to get the younger version. And that's sure. what Lucas Van Ness's job is going to be. Never started a game in Iowa. You know, never started a game. Like, it's all about senior – you know, senior, you know, you got to kind of wait your turn, that kind of thing. And he came out. You, you see the talent. You see the movement. Um, he's got to get stronger, I believe, like more powerful. But, you know, they've got seven number one draft picks on their defense. Jair Alexander, go through the list of them. You know, like they, they've accumulated a lot of talent. They did not play up to their talent last year on that side of the ball. They, they heck, they gave up 380 yards rushing to the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, it, it was hard to watch some Sundays. But they got to start taking the ball away. They got to pressure the quarterback better. Rashawn's going to help them. Vanessa will help. They should be better. Uh, but I'm anxious to watch them. And, you know, all eyes on Jordan Love and how he plays. I can tell you this I'm not going to compare him to Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to do anything like that. But some of the little intricacies of Aaron, like his footwork, um, how he play action fake, some of that stuff, honestly. If you took the name off the back of the jersey and said, that's Aaron Rodgers doing it, you go, that's Aaron Rodgers doing it. Like, he's he's obviously not just mimicked, but he studied and watched him hard for three years. And yeah. so I'm not saying the decision-making and all the stuff that Aaron's done. We, we don't – none of us know that. But I think he's going to be – I think he's going to surprise some people. Uh, what is his relationship with Christian Watson? Some people are saying they already have a connection. And if that's true, then maybe that's the go-to guy. No, look, he threw his, he threw a touchdown pass to Christian Watson fourth quarter against the Eagles and mop-up duty last year. Hit him in stride, um, you know, over the middle of the field. And Watson's got elite speed after the catch. So what got him drafted high in the second round out of North Dakota State. So we'll find out. I mean, you're going to know. But you got you need more than one. Even if you have a connection, you, you need more than one. You need so they drafted the tight ends. They drafted two of them. Yep. Um, you know, and that's that's good. But, you know, rookies, sometimes they need a red shirt year, Carl. You know, <laughs> um, you know, and sometimes, sometimes they step on the field and they're ready for prime time. But you don't know. You don't know what's, you know, you, you kind of hold your breath sometimes in these guys and how much they can absorb and really, you know, go up against, you know, elite defenses and good players. And so we'll, we'll see. I mean, they're they're just young right now. Tucker Kraft and Luke Musgrave are those two tight ends yeah. that they drafted. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, last but not least, the Vikings. I don't know how much of that will be going on, all right? But I got to say this. I think they take a step back. And we mentioned this as we started today, talking about 11 one-score victories. Guys, That's it's like impossible, okay? And that's how they were able to do what they did last year. But a win's a win. So let's talk about the foundation of this team because you're talking about – 
obviously Kirk Cousins. And I think he's playing in his last season there. I mean, right? He doesn't say he said he didn't want to talk about the contract. New general manager there, you know, Mensa's like, hey, we'll see where the season goes. Eight and a half over under, if you're interested, projected win total. But let's talk about what they have defensively because does Hunter still want out? Like that was a big topic a couple of months ago. And I don't think the Vikings are going to trade him. I think he'll be there. But defensively, what are we talking about? Because they went out and got Marcus Davenport from the Saints, Baldy, to help with the pass rush. I'm not a big, big Davenport guy. Well, he hadn't stayed healthy. You know, he was a first-round pick out of UTSA and, you know, really never stayed on the field long enough to make an impact. He's had an assortment of injuries. I think Daniil's just looking, you know, they were terrible on defense last year. Yeah. Just terrible. And, you know, Daniil is part of that. But he watched, you know, um, Zadarius leave. He watched Patrick Peterson leave. He watched Eric Hendricks leave. (laughs) These are three veteran players that, you know, that, you know, when you're coming out of the tunnel – at Lambeau Field, you know, you could go to war with those guys. You know, like they, they know how to go compete. You know, and you lose those. You know, and you, they, they allow those guys to walk, you know. And so, uh, you know, Daniil's looking at that going, man, this thing is getting drained fast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're we're not very good. And Hunter Smith will probably be the next guy. You know, who knows? So, Daniil's looking at that going, we weren't good last year. And now these dogs just left. Um, what are we, you know, what are we doing? And so – but, you know, you got to pay Justin Jefferson next year. You're paying Kirk Cousins. You know, you're paying some guys. You're paying Daniil. You're paying some guys, Harrison Smith. You're paying some guys some big dollars. Um, you know, so it's some of it is business, salary cap, that kind of stuff. I, I, I'm with you. Like, I think all of us last year, and this is not to knock Kirk Cousins. Look, look you know, he's, he's had his days. You know, purple eight, right? He had his swag. He had his days. Um, yeah. But – I think we all questioned what last year, even when they were winning, you know, 13 games. I think we all questioned whether it was real or not, or whether it was just, and then when the Giants went there and beat them in a playoff game, we go, oh, well, this is what we thought they were. We thought they were frauds. So, you know, Kevin O'Connell had a lot of success in his first year. That's good. Um, Mensa is a good, you know, looks like a good general manager. Like sometimes you got to take a step back to go forward. And so I think that's kind of where they're going to be this year. Jordan Addison is the kid they drafted at wide receiver. You like him? I do like Jordan. Like, I think, um, look, it's all going to go through Justin Jefferson. He's just that good. He's got a plan to get open. He's got a plan after the catch. He's elite. Um, the ball is going to go to him. They, you know, they traded for TJ Hawkinson. Like, he, you know, he's a top 10 pick, you know, when he was coming out of Iowa. Like, I think he could flourish in this offense. And then if you add Jordan Addison, you got your three pieces now. You know, can Alexander Madison, can he be the, you know, the, the running back that we've seen Dalvin Cook the last five years be or six years? Um, I think that's going to be a bigger loss than what people think. And I'm not knocking Alexander Madison, but he's been the backup. And yes, in his chance to start, he's he's been good. But, you know, running backs, until you take that pounding for 250 carries, you don't, you don't quite know what that feels like. And so he he has never had that happen. Even at Boise, he wasn't that kind of a back. Um, he he's going to get that chance, and we'll see how he holds up because there are not a lot of guys that could take that pounding, Carl. Eleven hunching yards last season for Dalvin Cook. I I don't care who you are. That's just hard to replace. 
It, it just is. So we're going to see. But uh, again, if this is in fact Kirk Cousins' final year, then he's probably playing for a contract somewhere else. And, you know, it's a huge incentive for him to play well and take them as far as they possibly can go. Um, right now, if you had to choose, we're not even to camp yet. Who's winning the NFC North? I'm saying with Detroit. You know, now, look, there's a better – I mean, there is a winning culture in Green Bay. Like, yes. it's undeniable. It's a, and, and Aaron Rodgers can say certain things about general managers and presidents and stuff. like He can say that stuff. He's earned that right. But there's a winning culture in Green Bay. And that's what all three of these teams, you know, in Minnesota, Chicago, and Detroit, they're all trying to create that. Now, sometimes it's there. You don't know it. And sometimes it's very elusive, Carl. They're trying to do it in Atlanta. Like, there's places around this league you go, they want to be Pittsburgh. They want to be Philadelphia. They want to be Kansas City. They want to be Seattle, San Francisco. These places that have that culture. You walk in that building, the expectation is to win. They've got to do that in Detroit. You know, there's we're all kind of looking at that going. You know, you win eight out of ten games, and you do it in a way that they did it. You go, okay, Detroit's getting it. Coach seems real, legit. They listen. They got to do it. They got to create that. And it's elusive. And it can be right there in front of you. And you don't know how to cement it and make it annual. And that's where the Lions are at. Can they create this culture? Can it be real? Can you depend on it? Or is it just going to go, oh, poof? Because we've seen that too. You know? And so that culture means you fight for that playoff spot. You get in the playoffs. And when you're there, you go compete annually every year. I know they have it in Philly. I'm there. I'm around that team. I, I, they have it. That's what Detroit's they're, – they're working to get there. I st- but I do believe in what they're doing, and I, I think they're out front right now in that division. Baldy, I agree. And you know what that's about, getting the right guys. It's just yes. about getting the right guys. I mean, I don't care what how about? talented – you are. I don't care how big of a dog you are. Ultimately, okay. you got to get the right guys to build that. And I'll say this. This is the hardest part, or at least one of the, the hardest parts about these coaching jobs, is figuring out who those right guys are. <laughs> right? I yes. mean, sometimes you take talent over getting the right guy, and it derails your team. Yeah. No, oh. no. Look, Carl, like, you, you I, honestly, I've seen it, and I've lived with it. You can have two bad apples on your team. Done. Like, that, that cancer thing is real. Yep. And, you know, they show up today and they're front runners today and tomorrow, you know, they're like bad mouth. And, you know, I mean, it doesn't take many, doesn't take many to really suck the air out of your room. And um, I've, I've played with those people. I've seen it. And so, yes, it's about culture. It's about getting, you said it's perfect, Carl. You got to get the right guys. And then it's about how quickly they can come together. And sometimes it's funny, Carl, I'm, I'm getting ready for my like like I've got this training camp tour that's being built right now. Jets, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, yeah. Baltimore, Cincinnati. Like I can say, in all those, you know, we'll find out what Green Bay's got right now. But we know the culture that has been there, and I can say that in the places I just said, the Jets are trying to find that. But you know, in Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cincinnati found it. They've got it. They've got the right guys. And, you know, they're, they're kind of getting younger on, on the defensive side of the ball. We'll see how that goes. But um, it's about the right guys. And I'm, I'm anxious to see it because, like, in some of those places, you walk into Pittsburgh 
the coach and the guys there, they're the right guys. Now they got to, you know, the young guys, Pickett, Pickens, they got to step up. You know, they got to act like pros now. So that's part of what I, I enjoyed the training camp tour to see is to see if they have that and, and if it's growing. It's right around the corner, guys. And uh, before the week is up, we're going to preview the AFC North. Baldy just mentioned it. So today, NFC, we'll do AFC when we come back and uh, visit here at the end of the week. And there's a lot to be excited about. I mean, again, you just mentioned the quarterbacks, the the, the, the offensive playmakers in that division. Boy, it's going to be a dogfight. So we'll get into that later this week. And as we get closer to camp, Baldy will be telling you where he's going to be. Already told you about the Green Bay situation. But he's going to be giving you information about where he'll be so you can check him out. And, uh, guys, we're close. Ladies and gentlemen, we're close. Hey, we appreciate you guys checking us out. Subscribe in the huddle. Check us out on YouTube as well, in the huddle pod. You can watch the entire episode and make sure you tell your friends, guys. Appreciate you being here. Baldy, we'll talk later this week, man. Take care. All right, Carl. Twenty four hundred sports is an Odyssey company. 